Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Redmen Radio, the Liverpool podcast from me, Paul Machin, and that man there, Chris Pager from the Redmen TV. The crazy um, wavy guy. Crazy wavy guy. Um, kick-off question this week comes from Sam Lawton. Uh, he says, Happy New Year, lads. Happy New Year, Sam. Who at the Redmen is going to make a New Year's resolution and break it immediately? Right, let's do this on one, two, three, answer, okay? Yeah. One, two, three, Tosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ross. They both, to be fair, both strong contenders. <laughs> both strong contenders. What kind of resolution do you think that Ross will be making and immediately breaking? Uh, I don't, don't tip drinks know. over your heads. Probably, at yeah. At the office party. Probably, yeah. Anyone watch the Snapchat, that's not the Instagram stories from it around the Christmas party. And, and his Twitter as well. I think he put it out on his own Did Twitter. Did he, yeah? Yeah. Tipping wow. a drink over his head and dancing. Um, I, you know what I've said to you Tom but I, I don't think it, Tom doesn't strike me as a, a New Year's resolution kind of guy maybe lose a bit of weight with, uh, yeah. that, Tom then innit yeah. there you go <laughs> there we go um, news and brief then uh, have you got a New Year's resolution Paul no I've not done really this year no just I'm going to get lied a potty chain but really that was just cats yeah 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 I'm just just carry on <laughs> carry on's fine it's a resolution as any it's easy, it's easy to uh it's easier to not break that one because it's just, yeah. I think the last sort of 10 years, really, my New Year's resolution has just been the same. Survive. Survive. Live. Survive. Breathe. Yeah. I've done all right so far. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> that breaks it. Yeah. You know, I'll be dead in that. News <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> um, brief. Uh, built a uh, German newspaper saying uh, Solanke could go to Schalke over Crystal Palace. We've seen him link with Palace. Quite heavily in recent weeks, I think we both were here on. It might have even been the last of the podcast we did, and we kind of, I guess, kind of sold ourselves on the notion that he's probably going to play loads of football at Palace because he's better than probably better than what they've got. They need goals, don't they, Palace? Mm. I mean, Schalke need goals as well, don't they? I think Benteke's a long-term injury. Zaha hasn't scored in about twelve-ish or assisted in about twelve really? games either. Yeah, um, and Connor Wickham, I think I'm right in saying, is just returning from another <laughs> oh injury. My God, Connor Wickham. There's a video. It'll be in the archive of us probably talking about being linked to Connor Wickham in the summer and being like many years ago and going like, oh, wow what a pro- he's a young hot prospect we should be after I haven't heard of him for a long time forgot right? he existed he so yeah I could understand why why Hodgson would want someone of Solanke's abilities and stuff but I, I still think that if he was to go for a Liverpool striker I think he'd still try and under Origi over Solanke yeah yeah. no I, I, I agree it's whether I wonder whether there's a with Liverpool have just not got he's just not an option you know Solanke with Origi you can point and say Everton Burnley um, the Belgrade away he's actually played minutes of football for us with Solanke 
what is the point? What is the point? What's the point of him being at Liverpool? At I think well, I think from Solanke's point of view, he's probably looking at some of the young English lads who've gone over to Germany. Reese Nelson being one of them, Jaden yeah. Sancho the other, and probably considering that maybe a good move for his career. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're about are they about thirteenth in the Bundesliga, something like that. Yeah. Like four points ahead of the drop, something like that. So very similar actually to Palace in yeah. that regard, except. I feel like him being out of the pressure of the English media might actually do him some good as well. Maybe he's I, not going to get much time at Palace to turn it, like to turn it on. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, if he can prove himself, he doesn't need to score loads of goals at Palace, but he'll make himself. He, he can he can make himself a decent career. Whereas the Bundesliga is an odd one, isn't it? I, I mean, yes, for every Jaden Sancho, there's a Ryan Kent who goes there and just it just doesn't doesn't suit them. Whatever, fair play to him. Look, he's already gone to Holland on loan, hasn't he? So he's not afraid to to, to, to try that. And he had a pretty decent return. Uh, he, was, he was, I think, he was nearly one and two in in, in that spell. Um, so he's clearly not afraid to try new things, and he's clearly not afraid to go and do something a, a bit about the normal. What have you? I hope this isn't a. Well, young English lads are doing quite well in Germany, so I'll have a go. I'll have a go at that. It's you know your club getting the right club, it being a club that suits your style as much as anything else. And I don't know. So Solanke for me, I, I'd like to keep an eye on him. It doesn't tell me anything if he goes and he's fine in the Bundesliga. I don't see that he's going to go. I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to go and tear it up anywhere. He's going to be perfectly honest, but I think he can make himself a very functional, useful centre forward at this point and if you can do it for Palace there's going to be a, there's always going to be a Premier League club who are looking for a tall powerful pacey centre forward I get that I do but if I'm a young footballer and I'm trying to make a name for myself do I want to be pigeonholed as somebody like that Mm. Because I think he thinks he belongs at a club like Liverpool. You know, he's obviously come from another big club in Chelsea, and he's probably thinking to himself, maybe I'm a little bit better than that. Maybe I don't want the career of a journeyman around the Premier League's lower clubs and stuff like that. Maybe he wants to be thought of as more than just a target man who can head a few goals in every now and again. Maybe mm. he wants to be a football player yeah. who wants to play in a great forward line with movements and 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 you know using his skill set. So maybe he's backing himself a little bit more. I know Schalke had a progressive manager a year or so ago. I'm not sure who the manager there is now. I think Klopp's got a good relationship with somebody at the club as well, which is why they're quite highly tipped at the moment. So maybe he just thinks, you know what, maybe Jaden Sancho, maybe Reese Nelson are the guys that he's yeah. looking up to and going, well, they can do it. And Jaden Sancho is probably the most talked about young player in world football at the moment. Yeah. Maybe I can be that name on people's lips. Yeah, no, fingers crossed for him. I think, I mean, ultimately, provided he just plays, he just needs to play some footy, yeah, doesn't he? He's not going to... I wouldn't be asked either way. No, no, no. To be honest with you. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, it's six years since we, done, since we signed Daniel Sturridge. It's flown by that, isn't it? I'm amazed that he's genuinely still at the club. He's been, he was good for... Two of them. He's, he's one of, of the two Premier League winners in our squad, isn't he? Yeah, which is which is crazy, isn't it? And you know, it's unfortunate that he hasn't put more trophies under his belt at Liverpool. In the same way, the Coutinho, you know, mm. was exactly the same. He get, unfortunately for him, he's given us the best years of his career and hasn't got much to show for it in return. And um, hopefully that will change this yeah, year. Fingers, fingers <laughs> crossed. But yeah, what a, what a what a player, Daniel Sturridge. A peak Daniel Sturridge, something else. Like that was when because we had that little spell. Then we have to we had obviously Suarez, but 
once Torres left Liverpool, I've had a, a history of having really exciting fast forwards. Obviously, Owen and, and Torres being great examples of that, and he had so much of that going for him. That 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 first half season when he came in, and it was like him and Coutinho playing, uh, Coutinho playing behind them and what have you. It was absolutely magic, and then. Um, thirteen, fourteen. The guy who carried us for that first, you know, what ten games, ten games in the season yeah. when Suarez was suspended. So yeah, I love, love a bit of Daniel Sturridge. Me, um, just breaking news. Actually, as we're about to to record, it, it, I'd heard it talked about a, a while ago, but this looks more concrete now. Or fact, I say concrete. Oh, Jogo. Um, I don't know if they're the the the. the Aren't the, you onto them now? The Portuguese Daily Star, uh, possibly, um, are saying Rafa Camacho looks set to join uh, Sport in Lisbon on loan till the end of the season. And I've seen people describe it as similar to the Ings deal with a with low, it's loan to buy uh, potentially thirteen point five million pounds at the end of it, Chris. That's a mad one. Yeah, he seemed so close to the first-team squad. Well, yeah. the fact is, he's been in the first-team squad yeah. this season, isn't it? And, you know, he looked like one of those guys who was ready to make the step up. And I wonder if this had... We'd still be talking about this had we, you know, played some games in the League Cup this mm. season because, you know, maybe he could have got some minutes there. But he feels it's like... It's a loan-to-buy thing, though, because yeah, that's true. But there'll be a buyback. Well, Maybe, that, yeah. that's that that's the thing with Edwards and this Liverpool team. You think you, you'd imagine that there'd be like a thirteen million buyback as well. So we're getting for the same money yeah, if he gets yeah. really, really good. Thank you very much. Um but he just felt so close to the squad and yeah. it's kinda of taken me a little bit by surprise this one because I could understand if it was a loan, but it's it's an eighteen month loan. Mm. So it's actually more carriage than yeah. Ings yeah. in that it's over a year. And there's the buyback option. It's buy option as well. It really blindsided me. This, yeah, because and maybe it's. I mean, we see this often, don't we? I remember that Jordan Ives a good a good example of that. I remember us all getting a bit carried away with Jordan Ives. It's better than Sterling. It's better than Sterling's fine. Don't fuck Sterling because we've got Jordan Ives. Yeah, wrong, 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 wrong. And to be fair, we, you know, we 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 knew it in our heart of hearts. Um, I don't think I actually ever said that. I don't think I ever believe that. Either, no, no, to be honest. no. I mean, but, but I did but, see a lot of people but you look say it. For it. I've know, said loads we, of stuff that's wrong, but I don't think some, that was because we did some stuff with both of them, didn't we? When we did the dizzy pen stuff with Vauxhall and the, um, I remember watching. I'm thinking he's so focused, he's so intense, he looks so driven. Maybe it was just that he was like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm watching him looking at the ball, and, I, and he could have been thinking anything. He could have, like, you know, he could have gone, do, 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 you know, in his head. He could have been doing a dance down the street or whatever in his head, and he's just zoned out. And I'm, look, look at his cast iron focus there. Like, um, it might just be one of those things you know, that he's. Right, he's, he's a wing. He's a winger. You know, we we saw some. We saw him at right back. For Klopp referenced the ability that we could play him at right back. You know, ahead of the, the Man United game a few weeks ago as, a, as an option. I'm actually prior to that as well. Maybe we just don't have the time to com- properly convert him to a right back, or maybe there's other there's other things coming through in that regard. And it might just be that he, they don't see him as prolific enough to be a winger for Liverpool. Because if you we see it with Trent, Trent said it was an attacking mid. Uh, a ten, maybe a right midfielder or whatever, and it's like if you want to be that, you've got to be. You've got to score forty goals a season if you want to play right right wing for Liverpool. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's just that they've just seen. Maybe they've seen enough of him, or hopefully, maybe it's just one of those things where they think, yeah, we'll, we'll let him go out there and make his own way for a bit. And because again, sending him to what the third best team, or well, between first and third best team in Portugal. He's Portuguese, isn't he? He is. Well, yeah, yeah, he is Portuguese. Um, so, but again, that. Not teaching, sending someone back to somewhere, somewhere where they're comfortable. More, you know, like that doesn't. 
There's a scheme of winning mentality from Camacho. Yeah, this is transferable skills that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make him a better Liverpool player by doing this. So yeah, very, very, very odd one that. I suppose we'll see if it's true, you know, in the next 24 hours mm. or something. Because right now it's a, it's a hot take, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oxley Chamberlain's uh, training recovery video has uh, done the rounds of the last couple of days. We were chatting about this happy, morning. This so happy, so so happy. We saw the one a couple of weeks ago when he was like he was kicking it left footed, and we were like, wow, look how hard he can kick it left footed. <laughs> um, that's amazing. We saw him out on the training pitch running, and then there's just a little clip where he's just skinning one of the fitness coaches inside in, indoors with with a footy, and you, it makes you think, doesn't it? You know, we had cop talk about it the other week. That's so encouraging for the the, you know, the, the possibility that we'll have an Oxford Chamberlain in some way, shape, or form back before the end. Be like of the a season. new signing, Paul. Just like a new signing. But now we were saying before, where me and you know the thing for me is that I don't think Liverpool release those videos if they're not confident that his recovery is ahead of schedule as well because he could have been running around and Liverpool just not released the footage. But because I think they know by releasing that footage that Klopp's going to get asked about it mm-hmm. and that is the thing that they'd probably want to protect against yeah. but the fact is the journalist asked him about it and he's like yeah he might be back in full training by February and he, he might be back in the side by March and you're thinking wow okay the club have a real conviction in this otherwise they just wouldn't have released that footage yeah and, and it's good as well I think maybe it's part psychological for him as well because it gives him something like the, that the, exactly almost. this is how bad, you know it, it's the manager's not, talking about you as well. That's a big thing, this isn't is it? Not us, this is not seeing Rian Rhea Bruce the fitness update. I mean, ultimately, because shrug, you know, I mean, should he have been back by now? Probably should have. He should have been back for the last year. Um, no, he. Uh, but with Chamberlain, it's, it's saying as well. You're a major first team player for us. If this was any other major first team player, they'd be. You know, they'd be. People would want to know how they're getting on. If any other first team Liverpool player, if Salah was out for a year with a, a cruciate or whatever, you'd want to know where he was up to. So it, it tells him, you're, you're massive here, mate. You know, we, we care about you. And it also shows him how much people care about seeing it because look where we are. We're talking about it, making us dead happy to see him back and kicking a football. So yeah, very, very, very good stuff. Um, it also probably means that, you know, and I, I've thought this for some time and I'm sure you have as well, I don't think we're signing an attacking player in January. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why would you if it's only going to be eight weeks after the window shuts that you could have Ox back in the side? That's it. If you can, even if even if he's only... We'll still he, do new shows though. Sure, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, Reds Transfer Roundup show coming up on the RedmanTV.com. Uh, it's been recorded today. It'll be up this evening. Um, so get over and get involved. Steve will be talking about that. Uh, he will be talking, most importantly, the big transfer news though, Chris. None of this loan stuff. No, Not even talking about Moreno on this show. Hang on a minute. Can I guess what this big transfer news is? When you say guess, yeah, is it a silver van entering Melwood? Yes, yes, it is. Car um, enters Melwood. Yeah, literally, taxi goes to Melwood. Is hot story doing the rounds on social media this morning? Um, yeah, some lads filmed in his car, actually, possibly driving, which we won't focus on too much. Um, is going Dos Nabel for Kyoto champion, champion, blah blah blah. Um, almost certainly not. I mean, well, it's not. I guess right. Almost unless, like, un- he's, 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 he's you know where he is. Dro- though, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's in Spain or something at the moment. Unless he's been halo dropped in under the cover of darkness, um, a, a real in and out, in and out. In which job. case, why would they use the taxi? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, just like, drop it inside into, the walls of Melwood into the open top of the taxi, <laughs> and then in just so, just so that we had Get something. Just so, just for the clicks, Chris. Okay, Sam. Just to just to build up the social media, just because it's silly season. So why not? Why not run? Why not let transfer mania run wild? Um, bollocks, complete bollocks. Um, Liverpool use them for all kinds. Like they use it when a player doesn't drive, 
and wants to go home or an injured player who obviously is not driving needs to get home but why so, so late at night why when the transfer windows just well, opened we're saying late at night it's dark at like half four it's a good point well presented <laughs> so you know so there's every chance that's like quarter to five five o'clock someone's clocking off clocking off work in the gym and they've decided to let them let them go. So yeah, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't read too much into it. And simply the fact is, it's now been like twelve hours. Yeah, it's. Do you know what it probably was? It was a taxi. Camacho no, it was probably it was probably a taxi for Klopp. He probably drove in after his heavy New Year's Eve and decided, do you know what? I can't drive home. Uh, I know I've been working for twelve hours, but I had a little bit too He's much had to drink. Dog at lunch a little to bit too hard of a, of a dance, and can you just get a cab to pick me up? He's please? had the bloody Mary for breakfast, <laughs> and it's not straightened them out in the way that he hoped. So he's getting a taxi home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is the this is it. That, you know, most people saw it for what it was, and I, this this is the big problem with social media is all you really had to do was. Play it, play the audio, and listen to the lads just taking the piss. But also, maybe people don't get the tone of voice or the or the whatever, and have just heard it and gone and, and treated it utterly at face value. It's yeah, it's fine. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, Nabil Fakir at the end at the end of the, the podcast, but we'll come to that in due course. Um, Chris, first topic mm. of the day. We haven't done a podcast obviously since pre-Christmas. Um, we. Uh, we're top of the league. Yeah, we are. Top, very, top, very much top of the, the league. Is the first podcast we've done since we've been top of the league? I think it might well be actually because it was. That's not in the comment section. Yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe we've just gone. Maybe we've just gone top. Um, but either way, the point is we've not we've not had time to revel, and it was all very much a temporary thing. None of us dared to dream. Then, let alone go rewind the clock to the first of December, the end of the end of November, that we could possibly be in the situation where we've got a cushion over not not even Man City Spurs in second you know followed followed by Man City in third we're like 11 points ahead of Chelsea in fourth yeah they would have beaten for ages weren't they (laughs) it was the three horse race Chris what was that about? Three horse race. More like, more like a three-legged... Why did everyone start getting beaten, More Paul? like they were a three-legged horse. If they want to so... win the league, just got to go unbeaten, I think. I think mm. that's the key. I wish Liverpool had known this 25 years ago. have just been doing this the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's much easier this way. Yeah. Um, Put yourself in a really good position to win the league when you don't get beat. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Arsenal. Um, yeah. Everton, is, as, it, as it transpires, that Everton game just looks like it's been that... You know, we, we talk about... We always talk about these moments, and unfortunately, they never, we never, we never get to out. bear them out because ultimately there's something that goes wrong along the way. But I think of like Gerard's penalty against Fulham, was it in 13 14? When he missed it up. Oh, no, okay. Um, I thought you were going back there. No, no, no. When he, when he took, his, took his shirt off and celebrated in the corner and all that kind of stuff, you'd have these little moments throughout the season where you're like, this 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 might be it. And we never really saw it at the time because it did feel very much like this might be. Not, it didn't feel like the start of a run. It felt like it could be the the end of a run at the time because, you know, that was the that was the closest ever to come to giving us a real game in a, in a long long time. It took an absolute freak of a goal to get us those three points, and at that time you don't know, do you? That could just have been the the the, the peak of our powers, and it was going to go downhill from then. As it is, the exact. Opposite. But it's not just 
us and Everton that it's affected, is it? I think it's affected Chelsea and I think it's affected Man City at the same time. I think they've City have lost three and four, haven't they? If we beat them tomorrow night, they'll have lost two back-to-back home games in the league for the first time in about three years. It'll be the first time Pep Guardiola has ever lost consecutive home games as a manager, if we beat them. Wouldn't that be lovely that mm-hmm. it was us yeah. to get the, the, the second one and stuff? But, you know, I think obviously it's completely killed off Everton's season, which is fantastic. Mm. Uh, it's... I, I can't even. I'm starting to lose track of how many games we've won on the bounce now. Can we just 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 a slight detour to Everton? Um, after after that game, they all come out going. They already knew the date of the of the of the next derby. By the way, they already knew it, which I still don't. And they were like, "We'll smash you then. We'll smash them because this is this is that's as close as it gets. And we're we're gonna we're gonna do this next time." Um, they all want to sack Silver now. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like. <laughs> There's a, there's a, there's a. <laughs> it's funny because every fan base probably has this, but there's a way that you deal with losses and stuff as a, as a fan base. Now Everton's is very much scream about the referee, check what Liverpool are up to, scream about them, say it's our fault, then go back to screaming at their players slash sorry, screaming at their manager, mm-hmm. not the players, and yet it's the players that are the lads who are playing really shit for them. Like, it's, I mean, did Allardyce have more points at this stage of the season than Silver? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it isn't. It isn't like I mean the the, pro- the point that they've got is isn't it is that every we said it and I, I was trying to say it to Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV prior to us beating them and he he hadn't it obviously hadn't entered his head. We talked about it on the build about how new managers come in, you get that new bounce at the start of the season, full of optimism, new players, fit, fresh, exciting, just just letting the shackles off from the season before, and then the real work begins around Christmas because you don't have time to train. So you've got no muscle memory built up for how to go about doing doing that thing, and you just knackered, and 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 teams start taking points off you. It's happened to Everton, just more dramatically. It's happened to Chelsea. It's happened to Arsenal. Um, and but what this is where our our genuine strength has come from, is that we've we've been able to get we, we've been building towards this. This is not just a flash in the pan. This is this is this is trial and error over three and well two and what we three seasons. Full seasons up to this point, pretty much, um, and we've been able to. You know, we've we've ridden our luck, sure, but you know, we we are. That's why we've been so strong. We've 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 got a better squad who are versed in what needs doing. We've blooded them in in the right way. This is not. We've had no games where we've had to go, Dom Solanke. We need you to go and win this game of football for us. Apart from the Everton Origi one, yeah, but not from like kickoff. We've not gone. Oh, yeah. There you go. You're in the starting eleven. Inferior player. Um, go and magically fulfil all your potential here in order for us to in win this a game ninety of minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And again, it comes back to what you've just said. There's the fact that we have been building this for a few years now, and I think clubs around Europe, never mind the Premier League, will be looking at what Liverpool are doing, realising how much they've spent, looking at the back end that they've given to the manager, and the improvements that can be made. You know, other rival fan bases laughed at us when we said that. You know, when we got to two finals in Klopp's first season. And we were saying we were stood outside in Basel, saying that this is the beginning of something and not yeah. the end of something. And they laughed at us at the end of Kiev as well. But you know, we knew deep down that this Liverpool side is getting back to where it belongs, and you can just see that this season. Now the strides that this side have made have been almost immeasurable. Um, you know, fifty-four points taken out of sixty possible in the league. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like really? Have you ever said that out loud before no. about a Liverpool side? No, because it doesn't. It's mad to even just think about it. It's great to think the three draws, but when you actually think yeah. we've won fifty-four points out of sixty, yeah. 
we finished se- to we start finished the Premier League seasons in recent memory with that either that or less points than that. You know, it's over the, over 2018. He scored as many points in the Premier League as Man City, and we had a Champions League run to deal with, yeah. and they were going for Centurions. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely it, it's, it's absolutely insane. What we're seeing. And what we've started to see in recent weeks, I think, is that rather than being a team that's clinging on, um, we look like a team that's just ready to start flexing its muscles. We're starting to work through the gears. The story of the season so far has been, have we ever really gotten out of second gear? I think we've gone up to third a few times. I think we've we've touched, we've had a few touchstone moments within games where I think we've maybe been at our, our absolute full-flowing, peaking best. And you talk about maybe, like, there's a little spell against Spurs at Wembley. There's a spell against Paris Saint-Germain at Anfield. There's a spell against Napoli at Anfield as well. And maybe, in isolation, a few moments around that. It was a good... Even though we drew nil-nil with City at Anfield, we, we were really good in that game at, at times as well. Um, you know, the, can I keep the car reference a second? I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. We're in an automatic, mate. Yeah. We're, which it, It's changing it for us. We're doing what we need to do. Automatic doesn't go into fifth when you don't need to. Mm. It just stays in third. That's yeah. what Liverpool are doing right now. And when we've needed to go up through the gears, we're changing. We're yeah. moving through well, it's them. It's becoming second nature, isn't it? And that, you know, like it's like the equivalent of I think you know, those areas. Let's carry it on. Like when you like doing your driving lessons, and you you know, you can you remember at, your driving lessons? Yeah, just about. You, just have, you have to look down at your gear stick to make sure that you're going into second, not into fourth. Um, <laughs> Which hands left that one? Okay, it's that yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's genuinely a story from somebody who, who comes in this office. Um, the, um, yeah, um, whereas obviously the more fluid you get, stuff, like you get to the point where you're doing it for long enough. You I don't even remember how I've got places. You know, you don't even think it. You don't even think. Sometimes about it, I drive it. here it becomes, when I'm trying to drive to speak. It becomes an. <laughs> It becomes an extension of your body, doesn't it? And that's where Liverpool are right now. I totally agree with that. And it's not just we're doing it for games, because I think we've done it in games where we've got this is the pace we're going on for this game, and then we'll, this is the pace we're going on for this game. We're actually doing it within. And you 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 referenced that when we played Real Madrid under Rodgers and Anfield, and they just went referenced about six times a year. Oh, honestly, and because that was the best side we'd we'd ever seen. You know, at that point in the era of us going regularly to to, to Anfield, they just coast around, coast around, and we're ready to strike. Go, let's strike, bang, and you just you just ramp the revs up, and you and you're in, and you've scored, and you go, Whew. oh, that was hard, wasn't it? Right, anyway, get the ball back again, carry on, carry on, lads. We're feeling, we feel much more like that as, as a result. And what what it what this season is starting to look like, having got now we've got a reasonable sample range, is just like that, or is that just that volume dial, and we're just slowly but surely cranking it up and you don't realise it at the time because the change is so incremental that you don't notice it getting louder. It won't. You won't notice how loud it's been until it's the last game of the season and Liverpool are celebrating and then the season ends and it goes... And so it just presses the off button, done. And you go, oh, God! Yeah, and you know what? Another, another one that it could be sort of similar to is, do you know when you haven't seen your mate's kid for ages or something like yeah. that? So let's say Liverpool play Arsenal, and we played them last time, and they were like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? But yeah, they've not seen us since then. Yeah. And we've grown loads in yeah. that time, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're like, how did you get six foot fucking five? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Liverpool is just walking around, swatting around like the yeah. big nephew, like yeah. loving life at the moment. <laughs> yeah, we've got a growth spurt in between. In but between you see them time. every day as the parents, and you don't notice how tall they've got. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think to all this stuff that we're talking about, I think that going a goal down against Arsenal couldn't couldn't have set us up any better in some regard because 
we've talked a lot about how the defence has been the thing that's bailed us out. It was a moment, I think, actually from Roberto Firmino, who I think has been doing performing uh, an admirable job uh, in more of a more of a ten this season than, than a nine or a, or a nine and a half or what have you. But the big concern, I, he's fine. He can score more goals than he's been scoring from that 10 position. Regardless of how hard he works the team, he's not scoring enough goals. No, I mean, Christian Eriksen, I mean, I'm, I, I couldn't tell you how many goals he scored, but you can see that he's still got the... They, Tottenham have players who play in that line, Son, you know, exactly, play a bit deeper in three, and they they, they get forward and they score goals. And yeah. for me, it was a bit like that game against uh, Arsenal. It was a bit, and I know he gets very lucky with the first one, but he's the most advanced footballer. On the on, you know for us to be able to capitalise on the error, it's like he's gone. No, I'm gonna have to do it now. This, this is the situation like a mother gaining superhuman strength when her children are in danger. He's gone right. This I've, I, I, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna make the step up and he he almost personified. For, for me, yeah, you know, and I said this at this when we first moved to the forty-three-one. It's going to take time. I think every Liverpool fan thought exactly the same. It wasn't just me. You know, we saw how fluid we were playing that four-three-three at times, especially that front three last season. And they were unbelievable. You can't just switch formations and be the best at it. Mm. It's gonna take time. You need to work on those relationships you need to work on the movements that you make from different positions on the field it's not as simple as well we'll swap positions now well hang on a minute you're in a 10 you're in a completely different position whoever he's swapping with needs to know what that position is everything is so at the top end of sport everything is so marginal isn't it everything is so it's the difference between at, at the top level when the best of the best go head to head the difference between success and failure when two world class players go head to head it's in the microseconds and if you are just if you know where your player is going to be without having to look that's always going to give you an advantage and that's you're dead right is exactly where we're starting to get to now the more we play that formation the more fluid we become. And in listen, it. look, you know, it, it was probably the last podcast. Maybe it was earlier than that that we did where we were when Liverpool clicked and attacked. I haven't heard anyone say that for three weeks because no. Liverpool have fucking clicked. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't. And I actually wouldn't even say in a. You know, we've clicked, but not in like the same. I still think there's more. So we've we've clicked, but I don't feel like we've we've genuinely clicked. I, I still look at it and go. I think this. I think this gears. I think this gears. I think to you, go you might be right, but there's there's football that we've played against Arsenal, and maybe not the goals that we've scored, where you can almost see the Arsenal lads looking around, going, "Fuck's going on here, lads." We're Premier League footballers. We're at the business end of the Premier League. We're probably a top four side. And we're in a different league to these. These are well better than us. Mm-hmm. And they probably haven't had that in their career where they've got played a team. And it's, people have had it with Man City for a year. Yeah, we're at that level now. Yeah, we might you, have surpassed it. I was looking at the league table before, and it's not it's not the first time I've done that over Christmas. Um, but it happens every season. When you say the league table, you mean the top half of the league table? Why not? Um, Who's bottom? <laughs> Burnley? No. Huddersfield? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, you were looking at the top half of the league table. I wasn't studying Christmas. the bottom half. <laughs> I was looking at the league table. Um, the. the <laughs> so, no, you, get, I get, you get to this stage every single season, and Liverpool are always there, either there or thereabouts in the mix for fourth. check the league table that it is actually Huddersfield now, hang on. We're always either there or thereabouts in the race for fourth, yeah. or our, our dream is to get to fourth when we're like seventh or eighth in the league, and you start, and you're watching as fourth just gets further and further and further out of sight. But what you always have is, it starts off where there's four 
five, six, and increasingly, you know, maybe seven teams who are in the hunt for the Champions League places. And one or two of them are obviously genuine outsiders, but as we know, Leicester crop up every now and again, yeah. and, or Everton in 2005. And um, what you notice is, at some point, and it's normally now, that the, the teams that are going to be in the title race separate off. Yeah. And then it's then it becomes two. It becomes the lads who are going to be fighting for the title and the lads who are going to be fighting for that fourth, third, third, fourth and fifth to sort themselves out. Now, it's been slightly different, of course, by the fact that it's it's the three teams who were there and they're about in us, Spurs and City. But I looked at it and it was that points difference between us and Chelsea. I was like... I, looked, I made that fatal error of looking at that ESPN website. What's it, what's it called? Some five, four, eight or something? 5.38 or something. Oh, eight, is it 8.32? Something, something like that. The, the stats one. Yeah. ESPN, set of numbers. And our our probability of, of finishing top four is like greater than 99% at this point. We're no longer in that conversation. And I have seen Chelsea be that team. I've seen United. I've seen City. I have never seen Liverpool genuinely be that team. Because even 13-14, we went to top at Christmas. And then we fell. We fell. Fell significant because we lost a couple of games, didn't we? And then we then started to grind our way up and pick ourselves back up to, to, to the top of the league. So I've never really, really seen us us be like we are. You mentioned, you've mentioned it in, in passing, but we've said it a few times. We feel elite. Hmm. We feel like one of those big boy teams that you know we don't feel as though. <sighs> And this will hinder. We've got we've got a question coming up on the Q and A later on, which kind of pertains to this a little bit. There are still players in that team that if we lost, we would we would struggle to, to to handle them not being there. But by and large, the whole enterprise right now feels like it doesn't feel like Liverpool. We feel like Man United. We feel like Chelsea. We feel like Man City. I think you're right, and the reason that I feel like Liverpool are elite at the moment isn't as much with what Liverpool are doing although that's a, that is a big part but it's the it's how teams are playing against us mm-hmm. now I, you know I remember sitting here last season going I would just wish a team would attack Man City yeah. and you'd never see it and we're now that team mm. that nobody wants to attack because if they attack us we'll pick them apart yeah. so they come in and they'll sit back and they'll get beat 3-0 and they'll be happy with that yeah Liverpool have never been that side. Everyone, Liverpool have Liverpool, never yeah. been that side before. Yeah. Like you're coming to Liverpool not wanting a demoralising, yeah. demoralising defeat because it does your season no good to get yeah. beat five 0 by anyone, even if they are the best team. Like in a Newcastle league. side and got beat four 0 Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they only came here to not get trounced. Got trounced. <laughs> got trounced. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more um, after the after the break about Manchester City and a little bit about the, the, the January lumen, which I think is the biggest January for 30 years for Liverpool. Um, before we do, get over to the RedmenTV.com. We have got uh, a little advert that tells you just what's going on over there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We do this all the time. We're going to continue to do it because what we do on the website is absolutely fantastic. There's never been a better time to sign up. We've mentioned it already, particularly with it being January. We've got the Reds Transfer Roundup show now there. And the Reds News Roundup becomes the Reds Transfer Roundup because everyone loves talking about transfers. We've got in-depth, in-detail analysis of every Liverpool game from a you know a statistical and tactical perspective, but also just lads, Liverpool fans, passionate Reds, sitting around, you know, shooting the breeze, chatting shit about life, the universe and everything and of course these very, very mighty Reds of ours uh, and of course as ever there's still the interviews there with the likes of Jürgen Klopp, Bruce Grobler, John Barnes et al. Um, so please do go over there and sign up. It makes the free stuff possible and you know, podcast listeners, they're not not you guys are obviously on YouTube, We, we, we you, you know it, we've been doing the YouTube stuff for years, video content but the podcast side of things is something that we've added in the last year or so. If you want our content in audio form you can get it and you can get it in your native podcast app as well so you don't have to worry about do I have to open a web browser do I have to have it on the desktop you don't you can get it in your phone in your pocket you can close it you can lock it you can walk around and you, you can, can have download me and Chris, it if you worried about your data me and Chris coming in your ears hey. um, so have it's have not even my wife lets me do just the once just for you never again um, Manchester City Loom and then Chris obviously it's, t- it's tomorrow at time of recording I am very, 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 very excited about this game of football. I we, we mentioned it, we've done the build-up show, of course, which is there for everyone to go and check out. But I, I'm, I'm chill. I won't be chill when the, by the time the game kicks off. I'm probably going to watch this entire game sat forward. Um, I normally stand for these types of games. <laughs> you do, yeah. Or at least in front of the couch. Significant spells. Significant I just can't, spells I can't well. handle it. It's yeah. nervous energy. I need to. Yeah. Like, if Liverpool are behind, I stand. Full yeah. stop. Like, that's it. I. The narrative's all going to be on. This is the first real pressure for Liverpool because inevitably. Look, four points, a four point gap between us and City is the worst case scenario here. Um, a six point gap to Spurs is the worst case scenario here for Liverpool. However, the, the the spirit of positivity, the spirit of keeping things going, particularly because we, I mentioned through the week, my, all of Man City's great football they've played so far this season was for absolutely none because you can draw a big line at the halfway point of the season and start from and almost start from scratch and go here we go this is where this is the the, the reality of where of, of where the season lies. We will still have that cushion. But the Sky, BT, whomever, are going to be gagging, gagging for this narrative of title race on. Man City, turn it round, I'm putting the pressure on. And that's going to be a real big interesting test that I'm, I, I, I'd like to avoid, if I'm perfectly honest. And Liverpool just continues to stride on and be, be what we've been. Of course, I want that. Um, from a pressure point of view, I think Man City have more pressure going into this game than Liverpool. I think, you know, they have to win. They have to come at us. They have to try and get three points. They have to try and score goals. And we have to be pragmatic. We have to realise, and I think we've realised this so far this season, that it's a 38-game season. Mm -hmm. A title race isn't won or lost tomorrow. Yeah, The title race will continue to go on. 
Manchester City have proved this season that they are more vulnerable than last season. Vulnerable, sorry, than last season. Um, Liverpool have proved that we are not as vulnerable as in seasons past. Whatever happens in this game can inform us of what's going to happen for the rest of the season. But it is by no way over either which way. What it will do is hurt Manchester City's title chances if we win. Yeah. What it will do is hurt Manchester City's title chances if we draw. Uh, and what it will do is tell us how big a side we are right now. Mm-hmm. And, and Manchester City coming uh, to the Etihad Stadium with Liverpool travelling there to win in a must-win game is pressure like they've never felt before. Yeah. They have crumbled this season yeah. over December yeah. with the pressure that Liverpool have applied to them yeah. they're going to have to face up to the actual fucking menace itself yeah. tomorrow night it stands to reason doesn't it I mean like I've said this all along Liverpool are going to lose games of football this season the good thing we've done and that's why December's so pivotal is that I'm, to go into a game of this magnitude with that cushion Liverpool will, I don't I can't imagine Liverpool will have this in their in their heads but for, just for that sense of comfort for us is that because uh, all this like they go on and beat and talk all season that's horse I don't give a fuck about that I'll give a fuck about that if we do it and I'll be made up for it but again because it, it, it'll largely quite possibly mean that we've won the league if we do it as well unless we draw every game between now and the end of the season um, but I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm just not I'm not asked about all that the most important thing is that I take if you told me now for example Man says he'll beat you, but you'll win the league. Then fine, it gives a fuck. Arsenal can have that invincibles thing all, all day long. I, I genuinely don't. I'm not asked about it. Um, but this is again, this is just great. This is where we're at. And you mentioned the pressure thing around around City. I had a quick look because I think it's really interesting about how how Guardiola is. You know, Guardiola's referenced us so many times already this season and how much you know, I can't read a book because I think about Liverpool. And Klopp's out, bevy and Klopp's out. I've seen Klopp on the dance floor twice already this this season. Vid's doing the rounds of him, just out there having a laugh. This is the fella who, when we when we lose big games, he, he gets obviously upset about it, but then he just goes out and gets absolutely fucked off his head and goes and has a laugh and then resets and, and picks himself up and, and goes again on it. Um, I looked at Guardiola and his managerial career, and look, this is there's no getting away from the fact that he is he probably is the best elite manager in in the world in world football at the moment. He is because he's got not just has he got like the he's dead good and you can look at his tactics and you look at how he approaches things and you can caveat it with all well look at the great he's he's been given great teams yes but plenty of managers have been given those teams and not been able to deliver you know like Bayern Munich are not top of the Bundesliga at the moment Barcelona are doing are going well but Barcelona even periodically slip off slip off the top. I don't think he's ever faced anything quite like this. And and in terms of his I look in terms of his Barcelona runs, he's had largely what happens in every season that he wins the league. He starts strong, they go top, they stay top. And there was one season, I think, at Barcelona, it might have been the third the, the third season for both actually for Barcelona and for Bayern was a little sticky and it took him to, to like a couple of games from the end to secure the title. But then by and large, they were on they were top for the vast, vast majority. They're the team that is used to being chased. They're not he's not used to being a manager of a team that is chasing. If he can do this, Chris, then we will all have to doff our caps and say he is the best manager in, in, in world footy. I think he probably is anyway, and I think his trophies prove that, but you, you, there is something to what you're saying there, and I, I think it's massive, actually, because it's one thing being able to prep a, a bunch of lads when they are winning. It's another thing to prep a bunch of lads when they're behind, mm-hmm. I imagine. 
Um, you know, it's just a completely different mindset. You know, the, 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 there is no room for error this time around, and that's where the pressure comes in. Again, like we've referenced a few times, is you can't make mistakes anymore. Mm. That Man City side couldn't could make mistakes last season, yeah. and because of that, I think they felt like there was no pressure. Yeah. Whereas this season, they don't get to they don't get to go through a season like that. And listen, you know, he'll go down as one of the best ever, Pep Guardiola, and hopefully Klopp will go down as one of the best ever. But right now, I know where I'd rather be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather be playing for Klopp's side. Well, it's, you know, he's just so used to having the league won by now, or at least being in such a strong position that you just, you know, you 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 driving on, you're striving on, and then you can start to decide what your season looks like. You're in control of your own own destiny in that regard. And you know, I, I was joking about it. In fact, I wonder if we have this question. But I'll just quickly nip to this question from Firmino's teeth. With a hectic schedule behind us and still a lot of games in January, how would you treat the FA Cup tie against Wolves? I was joking when, I, when we did the final word show the other week. If we beat Man City and we go, te- we put ten points between us. I was, I was firmly. I said this at the start of at the end of November. I was like, the FA Cup can get a fuck. We can choose with that point gap. We can decide what if we want to go one more, one more, and we want to go strong in the FA Cup. We decide we want to win the FA Cup, then. We can decide to win the FA Cup. That opens, I think, that opens us up more to that to that conversation. Whereas City, if the, if the flip reverse happens, in, or, you know, if that happens from their perspective, they're all of a sudden going to be in a whirl with a like, we're going to have to pour every egg of energy in our bodies into going flat out to try and chase Liverpool down, and there's every chance we won't do it. But in doing that, we're going to have to compromise something, and that might be the Champions League, or that might be the FA Cup or it'll be the League Cup or whatever that put that is such a that, that is what's at stake in this game for me is that it gives you the opportunity it's the first real chance where I think possibly Spurs as well to some extent will and, and Man City will look at it and go what's the point not that they won't give every and try to win every game of football but if they have a decision point do they preference chasing Liverpool down, which could be the impossible task, or do you do you start to glance elsewhere at what else you can do to deliver a successful season? It's a, it's an interesting point, and I think Man City aren't far enough back for them to give up on the league. Not yet, not yet. And I don't even think at ten points they give up on the league. I, I, I don't think that's a mentality that Guardiola will have. He wants to win everything all of the time, of course. But as a player. And this is what, regardless of the FA Cup or not, as a player, you mentioned it earlier on in the show, it's that, like, this is all for nothing. Mm-hmm. We've got the best coach in the world. We've got the most uh, expensively assembled squad that's probably ever existed, give or take a couple of sides, maybe. We're playing some of the best football the world's ever seen, and yet our best still isn't good enough. Yeah. That's got to be really frustrating. Yeah. That's got to be really, yeah. really frustrating. What, and and I think, sorry, Paul. Yeah. Then you got it. You Pep Guardiola is in there, and he's saying the same things. Go out there, win. Na, 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 na. And at what point do you go? He said this, and we're still six points behind them. Well, listen to the narrative coming out, them. and it's been happening for a few weeks since he started. Bernardo Silva did a post match when they won. They won a game over Christmas, and it's like. We stick to our guns. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing our things. That's his mantra because Pep's going. Keep doing what you're doing, you'll start to win games of football again, which is absolutely fine. But when but do they stop believing that? Exactly, he's he's doing up. And this is the point about the, the ten point thing. If it's all if, it's all, it's all if, buts and maybes. But that's the point: is that 
10 points is not insurmountable, but with every game that passes and that 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 difference remains the same, the likelihood of you doing it decreases week in, week out, and you're dead, right? Where do you go? Where do you go from? Well, we're beating teams 5-0, 5-1 every week. Doesn't matter if we beat them, we can beat them 7-1. All they can do, all that team can do is score. What's the point? There's no point in them scoring more goals. That's an inter- that's a very interesting mentality because they can't go, they can't play any better. They can concede a few less, and they can be a bit luckier, maybe. But they can't. As you say, we were talk- a month ago. We were talking about being this being the best side the Premier League had ever seen, ever. You know what? What? What gear? What? If Man City have got more gears to go to, fair play. This is going to be a mad, amazing, Mate, heartbreaking they, season they can, for us. They can, they can be in the car and they can press the fucking turbo button all they want. But the fact is, it's three points a game. Yeah, and that and it doesn't matter how fast you go in those individual games mm-hmm. when you're just winning three points because yeah. you need five yeah. or you need six and per the, game. And, and that, 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 that just doesn't work. Like and that. This, they, again, the much a goal difference thing that everyone was banging on about that was a good as good as a point for them. It, that that meant they'd won the title because of the goal difference chasm between us. It's gone. It's gone. Um, that's not to say it won't return because you know if they get back to just winning games, we go back to being a bit more grindy again. Then yeah, inevitably they'll they'll start to pick that up again. But provided we're, we're now seeing that approach that people were getting a little bit windy about from us of being solid, winning games by the odd, by the odd goal here and there, while they were playing this all conquering swashbuckling, getting goal scoring match the day footy. The minute it's not. It's not, you know, our approach is is, is better. Our is approach is worth fifty four points out of sixty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely that. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, so much of it hinges on this. And the good thing, as I said, the good thing about it is that win, lose, or draw, Liverpool are very in a very healthy position on that that ESPN site. We've got a, we're seventy nine percent, I think, to win the league at the moment. I know, I know, and that's that. That's I mean, again, you know, these as we've seen with Man City to do the caveat that everyone's been doing. I know, give you give you face a rub and you head a wobble. I know. Um, that that's that that's again keeps coming back to it. That's that's the possibility here. But we talked about it on the build-up show. If you could tell, if you told me that we go in there and come out with a draw, that would be such an amazing. That would be an amazing point for us because they felt it was an amazing point coming to Anfield and getting it. Because I I I, am, I think Guardiola did that to maintain momentum because he he saw how badly us getting twatted by them yeah. affected our season last year domestically. And that's that's maybe one of the things, and that's where it's going to be a real test of our metal because that it's the having that cushion, having that safety net, can't lead to a change of mentality from our players, and we haven't been there and done it enough for us to have a, whole, a ultra confidence that we will be able to to withstand it. And I kind of got it written down here, Chris. You know, I think we've got to trust that the players and manager can handle it because as fans, we can't. We can't we we can't handle this pressure. I'm feeling quite good at the moment, but you know, my head. If if they win, my head's gonna fall off, and, and I'll be able to pick it back off again. But all the little gremlins and stuff that live in the back of my mind in the middle of the night will just—they've been quiet for a few weeks. They'll just start to go. Oh, what if it all falls apart again? Um, I won't be able to resist that. Hopefully. That we, the the team we keep talking about this we keep using the word elite. Hopefully they've got that mental strength and that determination and that that driven vision that we're not privy to. What is so there? We can what, freak what is out. there? What is it? Do you think that's driving them right now as as individuals? I, I think there's a couple of things. I think it's that natural rhythm of being like 
you, you know, we talk about the, the pain and the, 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 you know, it's like you know, talk about bodybuilders. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about like the pump of how it's like it for him. It's like it's like coming because it's such you know, most people are lift something heavy and go fucking hell, ow, get off. Won't pick that up again. Yeah, yeah, ee, no, <laughs> it's like coming, um, but. Particularly if somebody really enjoys it, as such did before you. Um, but you know that—that's the thing about. I, I, I don't know. I don't feel it myself. But we've talked about that when you get when you get into stride or something. It starts to feel good. You embrace the pain. You embrace the discomfort. And there's a bit of like you make falls. We, our experience is like five aside, and your backs to the wall, and you're playing against superior players. But you know you can if if everyone just pulls together, you can create something magic. And I think it's a bit like that. I think Klopp's had this. Been, been fun and jovial and he's liked out and he knows how to relieve the pressure because he's got that personality too but I think this season he's been like fun and games is over lads do you, do you want looked around the dressing room and gone do you want to win a league title this season or do you just want to have a bit of laugh do you want to finish fourth and just get in the Champions League or do you want to be an absolute legend do you want to be a hero do you want your face adorned in the side of the stadium for, for, for years to come do you want all that well you can't but if you're going to do it, there can be no shaking of responsibilities. Everyone goes 110%. Every time we cross that threshold at Melwood, you go 110% and you keep going and you keep going. If you see one of your mates is slipping, you grab them and you rag them up. And we and I think I think it's that. I think it's that that shared pain, shared unity, and it's borne out by the fact that it's producing results as well. I, I think, think I think a, you've nailed that. I, I mean, I had, I asked the question and I thought of an answer very very similar. But what's interesting is that you didn't. I tried to bait you a little bit there with what you think they're individual, what's individually driving them, and you used words like shared, and that is what Klopp has instilled into this. There is no individual, there is the team, yeah. and you will become a living legend, and you'll have a fucking job for life. Yeah. Football's a short career, you will have a job for life yeah. as being the first team yeah. to bring the Premier League trophy to Anfield, yeah. but it's all about the team, and that's what it's always yeah. going to be about with Jürgen Klopp. I'd be like... Can you be? You can be hard. You know, how hard is moving? How hard is moving house? That's a pain in the ass. Well, you never have to do. You never have to move house again. You can literally. You know your house. You like your house. It's comfy, isn't it? You've got it set up just how, how, how you like. They've it. got loads more stuff than me as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pain yeah, in the ass absolutely. for me. I mean, I know they can iron movers, but moving house is a ball. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to move to Barcelona to to achieve your dreams. Because look, we got to the Champions League final last season. And you know what? We might get to another one this year as well. And you know what? We're in the driving seat for it to, to to win a Premier League title, to win the hardest to win domestic league title after the championship. Um, and you know, uh, you know, this is this is it. You know, this is this is it. You know, go win the Bundesliga. You know, if you want, you can go win the Bundesliga in your thirties if you want. You can go win the league in your thirties. You can go win Serie A in your thirties. You're in your twenties. You're in the prime of your life, and you, you're playing at, the, at an elite, at a, once again, elite football club, in, in elite matches with every chance of winning them. As the going into the game as favourites now, and that's all, and that, that responsibility is on you. And, and true again, once again, elite mentality, elite performers, elite players. That's all they ever wanted in their careers because they're earning good money. They've got good lives. They've got you got a great looks like they've got a great squad around and a great team mentality, great, you know, banter, ethic, all that stuff. They look like a real it looks like there's real unity there. What more could what and then I'll be honest, in addition to this, Phil Coutinho's not having a great time at Barcelona. Little no, thing. The grass isn't always green. It's a little thing. Probably not, I've not heard it mentioned anywhere anyway. It's only just come to me. But this lad all of a sudden who was like the come and get out. Come and, uh, look the grass. Look how look how this is. Look at look how green the grass is over here. I'm in Barcelona. I'm doing blah blah blah. It's not quite working out for him. 
over there all of a sudden. Shame. Yeah, shame. Shame. Um, but yeah, this is what it's all about. Big game. Big games that matter. So if you're feeling nervous and if I made you feel more nervous with all this, this stuff, good. You should be nervous. You should feel sick to the pit of your stomach because it means it matters. I'm so bored of games of football that don't that, that, that count towards absolutely nothing. Every game matters and you shouldn't you shouldn't want it any other way. Um just to pick up a bit more on that on Firmino's teeth question though, um the we're still saying the Wolves game. I, I wonder whether the Wolves game's been a motivational tool, I think, for some of these lads over the last week or so and just gone Bobby, Mo, Sadio, etc. Virgil, Ollie's, work your bollocks off here, lads. Go get do everything. Go into Wolves with your feet up with a ten point lead from Manchester City and then we'll see and then we'll pick it up pick it up a week after that. I would be resting players big time for the Wolves game, mate. Yeah. All the bravado that you were talking about before, I'm not bothered. It's still, because <laughs> I bet you're on that stat site, we've not got a 79% chance of winning the FA Cup. I bet it's a ri- still ridiculously low percentage oh, yeah, by yeah, comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And let the others fight out for the scraps, mate. You mm. know what I mean? We're after the bigger prize here. We want to take the frigging big animal down, do you know what I mean? That's what we need to be focused on. Yeah. Anything that takes our attention away from those two big prizes... No, let them let them feed on the scraps. It, it's an interesting conversation, though, isn't it? Because, and it'll depend how other people's FA Cup games, which we'll actually know, because like Spurs play Friday this week, and I think we're we're probably the last game of that of that round if we're the Monday night. Um, not that, that you're not going to change your team selection for that game on Friday. So I, I imagine the Wolves team's picked already, largely barring one, barring one or two, and we'll see how they come through, uh, and our training goes and what have you. But Spurs and City have both got two legged. You know, um, Carl, whatever the fuck it's called, League, League Cup, Cup. Uh, League Cup games to come. So we know they've already got our biggest rivals have got an extra two games of football that we don't have at this point already. City really don't, do they? Yeah, true enough. But you know, they'll still play. They'll still have to play one Gabriel Jesus, or they'll still have to play Sergio Aguero, and they'll probably still have to play one of Silva, De Bruyne, or Bernardo Silva. One of what? What? At least one of. Stale and Sane, Matt, you know, they can only rotate. They can only rotate so much in those games. Um, but interestingly, just before, sorry, before you move on, Wolves, Wolves themselves have got a, I've got a questions to ask because they'll be looking at it and thinking, okay, FA Cups are a great thing for a side like Wolves, and being in the Premier League is a great thing for a side like Wolves over the last few years. But Paul, they've got a realistic chance at Europe. Mm. If a Liverpool, a Man City, and an Arsenal do well in the get in the Champions League places, maybe pick off an FA Cup or something like that. Yeah. It's another European space opens up there. Yeah, absolutely. So why wouldn't why couldn't Wolves be going? Hang on a minute. Do we really want this with our squad? Mm. Do we really want to put all our eggs in this FA Cup basket when actually there's probably a better chance of us maybe breaking into the top seven there? Possibility. I mean, alternative we can we can make. If you listen, to Wolves, go for that. Yeah, do that. Um, I mean, the alternative is. This this middle section of the league is shite. We're probably you know we might be able to get seventh or whatever, but equally you know we might fall a little bit short. Sound as well. Just have a little pop at yeah, have a little pop at we have a little pop at the FA Cup. I want so them thinking like that. I want yeah. the I want I want the elite mentality of going for the Europa League Why spots. Not? Absolutely. Um, Jamie Harvey, Jamie Ha, and a bunch of numbers. Who is this to Chelsea? Uh, how much of a loss do you think this is for us? Genuinely not asked. No. A year ago, and I tweeted this, a year ago I'd have lost my shit over it, and a year ago I was in a really bad place, actually. Yeah. Um, but right now, it doesn't matter if Liverpool wanted him, we'd have signed him if Liverpool clearly don't want him. Yeah. I mean, we've had enough players 
Allison, Chelsea were linked with. Oxley Chamberlain, Chelsea wanted. Uh, Chelsea wanted Virgil Van Dijk as well. They've all chosen us. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason because yeah. you know they they've got a better chance at developing themselves, and and now it looks like they've got a better chance at silverware at Liverpool there's as well. A, there's an interesting article. Um, I'm not sure what website it's on. It might actually be another ESPN one. Um, Rafa Honigstein's written about the the underlying stats behind Pulisic deep a little bit deeper than the goal assist return because ultimately. His goal contribution is nowhere near the level, particularly not for 60 million quid or whatever, 50, 50 60 million they're paying for him. What does actually build up like? Yeah, uh, who cares? Um, the, um, but the point is, is that he's, as far as under 20 players in the Bundesliga go, he's in the top three under 20 players for his, for his, for his position. But he's still not, he's just, it's a massive gamble at that at that price, and we've we've kind of gone back and forth on him over the weeks. I think I know I have in particular. I've got my, I, I, I settled on, if Liverpool won him, I'm not asked how much he costs. In my opinion, he was too much money for too little. You were getting too little out of it. We chatted briefly about this. Here's why I'm not that asked: is we've got. I think we do need another lad. I think we need a lad that plays in the position that he plays in. A young lad. I, would, I think we need a 20, a 19, 20 year old next big thing to come through. We might well have that in, in the in the unders, by the way. In like Macy Ian might Brewster. be on loan at Derby. Yeah, it might be Harry Wilson. You know, this is the thing. We might already own that player, which is one thing to consider. But also, two things. That means Chelsea are almost certainly selling Ed Nazard in the you summer. Think. He's been due to go anyway. He should have gone last summer. Real Madrid wanted him, but never quite followed up on it last summer. Uh, he'll probably go, which is fine, because there's a player that always causes problems who's going to be leaving a rival. Great. And he's miles worse than Ed Nazard. To be fair, his goal contribution's probably not far off. Um, <laughs> People laugh at Eden Hazard all the time. Combined goals and assists in the Premier League this season, he was top before the last round of games. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. But... People laugh at him, but he, he actually, everyone knows he's a fucking sensation. He's, he's a phenomenal talent, but he's, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I like him, but I would never swap him for the other clutch of the top players in in, in world football. Do more, don't they? You know, it's, um, the point is anyway, Pulis Messi is scores 50 it. goals a year, Hazard scores about 12. Yeah. You know, that's all you need to know, really, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. The, um, yeah, Pulis is just nowhere near Hazard's level, so that's fine. And obviously, he's got loads of potential, so he could become a very good player. But it's also a massive chunk of Chelsea's budget gone because Chelsea don't spend money the way they do. People still think they are the original Bramovich era. Bramovich isn't as rich. Bramovich is looking to sell the club. They're not as stable as they once were. So taking 60 million quid out of Sari's budget is either coming at that. That will definitely have an impact on the summer and, and, and how they do things. So that means that someone someone will come up and you base and it, they're not going to buy two players in the same position as well. So they're no longer going to be in a fight with us for the guy that we want to buy in the summer, whomever that might be, which I think is a good thing. So yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed in, in only in that. I like the idea of Pulisic. I like the idea of having that the next American star. I like the fact of having someone the Klopp clearly knew from years before. I think once we had that eleven, I million, like the idea that we probably found someone better. Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, exactly. That's as good it. as Pulisic is, and as, as good as he's going to be, I think Jurgen Klopp and the team have decided there's someone better there. Well, for we said, we've been saying it. Look at that. Door. If you're going to nick someone from that Dortmund team right now, 
It wouldn't be Pulisic, it'd be Jaden Sancho. You know what I mean? That that's who you'd want. That's the lad who's performing. That's the lad who suits our style more exactly. as well. Absolutely, exactly that. So yeah, no, I don't think it's a big loss for us particularly. Um and Jay the James ninety one. When are people gonna fucking shut up about Fakir? When he signs for someone that's not Liverpool. Yes, when he signs in the, for someone else in the Premier League or when he signs for someone else, period, or he gets a Probably it'll shut up. We'll shut up for a few days over February uh, when he's still at Leon, and then it'll ramp up again from March. Um, it's not happening, lads. Fakir is not joining Liverpool. If he was, we'd have seen more about it. There'd have been more concrete. There would have been something that was like even from any of the journals of like the, the, the rumble, like the Van Dyke stuff. You just knew Liverpool were bang up for it. And the only reason that it got ended up a, a shit show was because the, the whole thing got leaked, and that was why Liverpool had to save face and all that. That's not why Fakir broke down. It's all out there. As much as Michael Orlas wants to try and cover up the injury thing. And he said, no, it was on the timescale. It was all to do with me and them not matching the timescale. It's horseshit, mate. He was, in his, he was in his kit. He was doing his interviews. Liverpool didn't, weren't happy with the second and third or whatever it was. Assessment of his knee. We won't be signing Nabil Fakir. And you know what? If I'm wrong and we sign him in the summer, also, who's asked? <laughs> who's asked because he's dead good? Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be absolutely fine. Right, we're going to be doing the Q&A. Um, following straight on from that that's going to be on the redbentv.com answering more of your Liverpool related questions what have we got Paul? Uh, including how can we keep Klopp forever um, what our ideal pub match viewing experience would look like who would rather if we had to miss uh, a month of footage due to injury would it be Virgil or Alisson and how we go about that um Who's the better assistant, Bubach or Linders? Um, are we going to look to buy a striker and, and a whole host of other things as well? So yeah, get over to theredmentv.com, sign up for that. Uh, it's like this, only it's just a bit after. So yeah, do do enjoy that. If you want the serious stuff, we've got you covered in that regard. Chris has got stats and tactics coming up later this week and every week uh, forever and ever. Find and a ever. guy who can do both. Yeah, absolutely. My guy, right there. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for watching and for listening as well. Um, we'll see it all very, very soon. Hopefully, hopefully, with a 10 point gap between us and Manchester City. And nine between us and Spurs. And nine between us and Spurs. <laughs> yes. And 14 between us and Chelsea. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.